Podfest and Pod Furious is brought to you by the Piss Conservation Society. Please, place your piss in a piss receptacle and send it to us, the, the Piss Conservation Society, P-C-S, and we will recycle your piss for a greater cause. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another fine episode of Pod Fast and Pod Furious. We, of course, have sponsors now, the Piss Con- Conservation Society, paying good, good money. Yeah, what, what do they do anyway? They recycle the piss for a better cause. What's the cause? I, they haven't told me specifics. We, I just, said, we saw dollar I signs. I saw dollar signs in my eyes. I dove into them like Scrooge McDuck in yeah. a, a huge pile of gold doubloons and... Uh, now we're, we're, we're fucking rich. We're rolling in it. We're rolling in dough. I'm so staying unemployed. We've sold out, yeah. Yeah, fucking piss fuck conservation that. society or whatever. Fuck I'm that in. paint factory. Yeah, we're gonna, fuck, fuck paint. You're going to get rolled up into a paint factory. I'm going to go in for one day, I'm just going to blue myself, and then I'm going to walk out. We're going from the paint factory to the taint factory, that's right. It's Pod Fast and Pod Furious, episode 30, I don't know. What are we on? I think this will be 30. This will be 30? I think so. Ah, hot dog. Because we said 27... Right? So then 20, we have two more, 28, 29, this would be Transformers, 30. Iron Giant, and then this, right? Yeah. 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 So this is 30. 30 whole weeks. And I'm Dave. And I'm Chance. No, wait, this would be 31. Oh, this would be 31. Wow. We have 28. That 31. Skyscraper is 28. 31. What an age. 31. You're almost, what, 20... 30? I'm almost 30. You're almost 30 next year. I've wow. discovered that when people ask me my age, I, like, without thinking, keep saying 28. It's like yeah. my body stops counting like, yeah, after that. there forever. Yes, in, in stone. Like I will Gerard forever Butler be a 28-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Except wow. I won't have a French pussy to there, go home to, probably. <laughs> there was a lady who came into the store, like, last week, and she was like, oh, you're in high school, right? And I'm like, oh, lady, I got a, my 10-year reunion coming up uh, oh, next yeah. year. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, because Dan's was Dan and Travis's was, was just, just this, this year, past, uh, and then mine and Mike's was the year before, wow. and I didn't go. No, I'm definitely not going to mine because I was like, I don't have any good anecdotes or anything. Like, yeah. what am I going to say? Like, yeah, I just recently made the switch to pocket tees. <laughs> <laughs> Done with crew necks. <laughs> yeah, like, I need something to hold my cigarettes. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's. Uh, I had. I was like, I, a, I don't want to see any of these people. Yeah. The people that I want to talk to, I still talk yeah, to. Exactly. I don't know. Other than that, they can all eat my ass. Oh. I feel like I'm going to be eating yours very shortly when that you, wafts you, up. Nah, you don't want to eat that, baby. That is a nice shirt. It's very, uh, like, New Mexican. This is, I bought this uh, from uh, Levi's. Yep. Yeah. From Levi himself. Gene Levi. Gene Levi. Uh, living out in the Albuquerque. And, uh, yeah, he was just this old guy on the side of the road. I said, hey, old timer, what's your name? He said, I'm Gene Levi. And I uh, fought the Albuquerque Tasmanian Devil. And uh, now he makes shirts. Now he makes shirts. Right, good I, on him. And I got him. Living the Albuquerque and dream. And, uh, yeah. I knew I should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, well. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. I don't either. Hey, my brain is rattled and my jeans are shattled. What's shattled? Jean shattled. Well, I shit in them. Oh, okay. Yeah. You shat in them. I was at a family reunion earlier. It was real hot. And you shit yourself? My brain got exhausted, and I ate a fried chicken, and I shit in my pants. No, I didn't shit myself, but I was throwing the football around with my cousin, and then I turned around, and there's this dog tied to a tree, and he puked right in front of me. <laughs> Just this huge pile. It looked like fucking ground beef that you would buy at the grocery store that dog had had enough of the heat <laughs> it had eaten a half pound of ground beef and yeah. then just vomited it right it's in front like of i me. can't be out in this heat right now oh, with this ground beef belly take, take me home. yeah my aunt noted uh it was like every year it's a different dog tied up to that tree really <laughs> so they're all dead yeah <laughs> like every year uh heat exhaustion someone could be saving those dogs but you, your family just letting them die yeah well hey i don't know they're extended family fourth, was, uh, fourth cousins fifth removed was bub there doing treasury stuff yeah that's right yeah bub was there he was running things he's a uh, good old bub shout out to bub bub you're not listening but no but hey good on you mr treasurer yeah there's uh you know we got a little uh family newsletter saying hey here's some births uh hey here's uh the one death it's my grandfather uh <laughs> Hey, did he get like a full page spread? Oh yeah, he got his own his whole own page. Dude. Hell it was yeah, fantastic! And then uh, there's some some cops, some military guys. It's like, hey, here's our people who like are police. And I was like, I guess that's good to know. These good. are names like I if I get arrested, in case I get like, pulled over. Hey man, don't you know uh, Officer such and such? Yeah, yeah, he fucking hates you. You post all this <laughs> anti Donald Trump shit online. <laughs> 
He said to take you out back and shoot you like a dog for all he cares. And we'll get pardoned by Mr. Trump himself. Actually, you know what? That's his dog tied to the tree. We're going to fucking ring you up next to him. I don't but See who lives longer. <laughs> Either you or the dog are going to eat one another. We'll see who goes first. Does man eat dog or does dog eat man? Mm. The world may never know, people. I think that's what I would do if uh, if the purge was real. What's that? I would just like tie a person up, like maybe two people up, and just see how long they last. Oh, like Saw style. Yeah. Yeah. Would you lay down the middle of the floor like the Saw man? Yeah. The jig, the jig, the jig man. The jig man. <laughs> I'd be rolling around on a tricycle. <laughs> when when uh, when at the end of the movie when he revealed himself to be the twist, he should have gotten up and said. The jig is up. The jigsaw, that is. Yeah. I haven't seen. I don't. I haven't seen the whole series, and it's been like I think I stopped watching it three. Oh yeah. So I think it's like I haven't seen any of them since the third one came out. I just remember two had Donnie Wahlberg in it. Yeah, I enjoyed two. I remember the bed of needles from two. Oh yeah, now, that sticks out. You, you've got a, a jar over here, and it says vodka sauce on the side. Oh yeah, I'm drinking out of what was a. Uh, uh, fucking spaghetti sauce jar. But it's vodka sauce. Yeah, you know, but for spaghettis. Sweet Italian tomatoes, heavy cream, and vodka create a classic vodka cream sauce for pasta. But I'm drinking a margarita out of it. Nah, that is a, a big-ass margarita, I would say. It is, and it I can't really taste anything now because uh, there was too much tequila in it. Tequila. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it tequiled me. It tequiled my you're taste. You're gonna keel over. Yeah, I'm probably gonna die during this episode. episode. Well, hey, folks, if he dies, I get his Pokemon card collection. You do. It's in the will and testaments, including the very rare Japanese star you where uh, Misty is naked in it. Hot, damn! Time to jack off to some anime. Shows. That's a real thing, is it? Yeah, I remember uh, when I went to this Christian school as a kid. Uh, this dude that I hung out with, Joel, he like told me about it. It was like super secretive, like. He'd read about on the internet, and it was only released in Japan, and, like, mm. you can buy them on Ebays. Dark web nudity Pokemon. Yeah. Pokey nudes. Unfriended dark web. Oh, man, what a film. That's what, they, that's what the dark web was primarily set up for, was to trade nude Pokemon cards. And I'm not just talking about the that's trainers how it started. were nude. Yeah, it was nude Pokemon as well. Like, yeah, Pikachu showed its dick. His little red rocket. Yep. Um, who had the biggest dick of the Pokemon? It was, uh... Probably Bulbasaur. Bulbas- not, not, no, no, no. Well, Bulbasaur uh, had a chode, I Blastoise. Remember. Yeah, Blastoise had a huge fat... It actually was a cannon. Yeah, it was the two cannons on his on back, top. and then the dick the third cannon was, came yeah. out. So when they evolved, you know, they it started with a little Squirtle, little, yeah. little weenie. Little Squirtle. Little blue weenie. That went up to, uh, what was the next one? Now that looked more like a Super Soaker. Yeah, Squirtle, and then... A War Turtle. War Turtle, War Turtle yeah. had to pump it like a super soaker, yes. I remember. Yeah. He was constantly cranking off his little water gun yep. dick. And then Blastoise, Blastoise came out that cannon. cannon. That was now, my first uh, holographic Pokemon card. It was uh, Blastoise, Blastoise with the big dick. Big dick cannon. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the, the strangest, I gotta say, was Geodude. It was... Because he was like a rock head with yeah. two rock arms, but yep. then he had a little rock, little dick, rock right dick at the bottom. And it's, it was hard to it was, it was was hard to see. Like, you could miss it yeah. really easily because it just blended in with the rest well, of the rocks. Yeah, and people often wondered how Geodude got around, and he walked, he walked with his on rock his dick. Penis. Yeah, his yeah. rock dick. He kind of hopped like a pogo stick. Yeah, yeah. It just appeared like he was floating. Yeah, these are just the things you would learn. If you read the Pokemon compendium. The Japanese, only the only Japanese, the Japanese version, one. Right? It really tells never the true came story. Out of America. No, like, I had to learn Japanese to read it. Right, like seven episodes of the cartoon got banned in America. Yep. I think uh, that was uh, early in the show, like episode two or three or something. I think it was probably three, like around Tokyo Drift. I was going on the the fucking the, what you would call it app the Duolingo to learn, Jap- yeah, to, learn to learn the Jap language so and, that I could read the Pokemon right. compendium about the dicks. Those Tojos and their fucking crazy Whew. nudity, man. Let me tell you, they're wild. What is it? It's like uh, they blur the penis and the the pussy. Yeah, they blur penis and pussy, which is why there's so much tentacle. They just show boobies and uh, like uh, bukkake. Yep. So it's like we can't see the dick go in. Yeah. But we can see the cum go on. I once watched a uh, Japanese porn that was uh, based on the ring. Oh. And so this ring girl the was girl like would crawling up the... the covers and then started blowing them. Oh, did she come out of the TV to do it? Yeah, but she looked really okay. creepy. It was and so weird. instead of water all over the floor, it was probably 
Jism? Uh, I didn't even go that far. It just literally was a woman who looked like the ring girl. Oh. And it was supposed to be scary. I would have parodied, like, the whole film. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, Naomi Watts goes down the well. Well, it started with her getting gang-banged by, like, a bunch of guys before oh. it went to the, like, really scary part. I was okay. just really confused. I saw it on Reddit, and I was super confused oh. as to why this, like, scary little zombie girl was, like, getting bukkake See, I was thinking, like, okay, you know when Naomi Watts falls down the well and, like, she yeah. hallucinates seeing the ring girl? Lesbian Straight fuck fucking, scene. Yeah, Lesbian right fuck there. scene right there. Perfect. Yep. Uh, there's that part on the ferry with the horse that jumps off the ferry. Oh, bestiality. Hilarious bestiality scene. Yes. Yeah. I like, I like what you're pitching here. Yeah. I think I gotta go back, rewatch the ring. Um, maybe, uh, like, what would be the seven days thing? Like, you gotta create a sex tape and show it to somebody? Yeah. That would be... You have to add your sex tape oh, maybe, onto maybe the it's VHS. Like a, maybe it's like a fuck tape and then there's snuff at the end. Like, she gets killed and you have to... Sh- replicate that tape and so, show it yeah to okay okay you have to recreate so the she, tape right so instead so of she has to die instead of a tape of the girl getting shoved down the well and killed by her parents or whatever the fuck it's like a low to come shotgun blast through the back of her skull right maybe she got donkey punched to death oh yeah okay mm. i can give it that that's yeah that's man wow well, I'm sure maybe the the P Collective people can maybe help get us some money for yeah, that. Yeah, the P Conservation Society. Hit yeah. us up, PCS. PCSers. Metro PCS. That's what Metro PCS is. It's like a side... They're the piss people? It's, it's the side hustle. <coughs> and now that side hustle's gotten bigger than the phones. Right. It's like... Um... God, you know, what's, what's a spin, like, Better Call Saul now is getting better critical acclaim than is it? Breaking Bad for its new season. So. Never watched it. It's good. Oh, I'll check it out. Um, so Timeline is our movie today. Yep. has nothing to do with anything we just talked about. Yeah, well, uh, 2003, Timeline, directed by Richard Donner, Donner. of all film directors. Um, it's about people yeah. going back in time, and they... Fight some people. And this man was just coming off a of Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah, he hot off a of Lethal Weapon 4, pre, what, 16 blocks? Six, yeah, pre-16 six, blocks. 16 blocks, Bruce Willis, most Pre-16 candles. Pre-16 cum shots. Oh my god, can you imagine 16 candles meet 16 blocks? Ooh. Yeah. So it's like her birthday? Yeah, it's her birthday. She's gotta get to her birthday party. Yeah, but everything's going crazy cops out Cops are trying streets. to kill her for some reason. Yeah. Crooked cops. And Bruce Willis. Mm. Bruce Willis is there. I, I could get into that. Yeah. yeah. No, that would be... But then she just gets her head blown off right at the end. Oh. And then Bruce Willis has to, like, kill everybody. That's a brutal twist ending. Yeah. I'm into those dark twist endings. I mean, yeah. just with the Iron Giant episode, I was very much into a darker version like immediately of that. kill every character who showed up, you yep. were thinking, and then... Yeah. Well, with this one, we've got... It starts in the present, not the past. There's a man running in the jungle... Yep, there is a there is a jungle man, <laughs> and there's an old dude driving a car. Yep, and then it's very confusing, and the man dies. Yeah, and then he goes to a hospital. No, the like cops find him. The cops find he, him. He like collapses, and they go to the hospital, and he's dead. Yep, because yeah. his arteries are like not aligned or some shit. Right, they said it was like cutting a paper man apart and then trying to reassemble him. Yeah, and like his aorta is out of place. What's his the one? Spine was crooked. The aorta. Aorta? The Aorta. His spine's all fucked up like Igor. Yeah, he got like some scoliosis on crack. Spinodiphia. Spinodisplasia. Spinal distaste. Distaste. Spinal tap. This is not spinal tap. This is spinal rap. Yo, yo, yo. These go to 11. I'm talking about 7. 7 heaven. 7th heaven. Party 5. I'm alive. Johnny 5. He's alive. Man, you man, just put a beat behind just that. You've got biggity, a hit single. Biggity bow, biggity bow, biggity bow, bow, bow. So this guy's dead, and then Neil McDonough's there, and then he's like, "Hey, I work for uh, IBS or something." Yeah, Neil Neil McDonough from the film Street Fighter, Legend of <laughs> Chun Li, amongst many many other things. The Marine Three, starring uh, I think the Miz. Yeah, Charlie Nash, Interpol, oh, hold your fire. This guy walks through the raindrops. Shadow. Um, Neil McDonough, he of blue eyes and white hair. I don't know, blonde. Not I guess. having white hair in this. Yeah, eh. he's got very. St- he's got a steely gaze. I would say he does have a steely gaze, but his hair is like dark, and it, it threw me yeah. off. I yeah, didn't like it. It's usually like a sheer blonde. Yeah, almost. yeah. like that's what I'm oh, used to seeing. Ooh, Ravenous. That's a good one. He's in. You ever seen Ravenous? No, never mm, even heard about of it. Cannibalism. It's got a I'm guy about that guy Pierce. Uh, okay, we got Pierce, Robert Carlyle. Okay, uh, David Arquette. Uh, ooh, uh, Jeffrey Jones. 
Pedophile okay, man. the pedophile. Pedophile man. An actual pedophile, unlike the, yeah. the cave diver that Elon Musk called a pedophile. Oh, well, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> scrub his computer. Scrub, scrub it. it. Scrub it. Um, Neil McDonough takes it to his boss at IBS. They, turns out they found a wormhole in uh, the jungle somewhere. And they're just sending shit. people back they're in time. sending people through this fucking wormhole for some reason. That goes to this very specific point in history. Right, it has to go to, was it 1357 or Yeah, 1357 shit? France. Yeah, the they're French... Protect, they're protecting, like, Luke Skywalker Castle or some shit. Yeah, from the English. The yep. English are bad guys, I guess. Yep, Darth Vader's there. Darth Vader's there. He's... He's stomping around in his goddamn boots. Yep. Got his cape just... Saying, I hate French people. Cape tickling the mud. Yep. Breathing all heavy. They're like, what's up with this guy's voice? Uh, I don't know. It's just how the British talk these sounds days. sounds like hooch. Uh, David Thewlis is the guy who runs the Timeline Company. Yep. Uh, you might recognize him from the Harold Potter films. He plays the, the Wolfman. Yep, the old wolf man. He's a wolf. Uh, He's also a man. And then we got back in uh, Scott... Where where are they at? In France? They're in France. They're in France. And uh, they found some sculptures and shit in the ground. Yep. And it's our boy Paul Walker. Dressed like he's straight off the set of Sons of Anarchy. And he's been dragged there by his father, played by the Il Duce guy from Boondock Saints. Boondock Boys. Yep. What do you, what's your take on the Boondock Boys? Uh, not a fan of the Boondock Boys. Nah, yeah, I didn't like Mainly because of Troy Duffy. Like, yeah, I feel like... like a real, real, real a-hole. I feel like there's a real decent movie there that could have been made if he wasn't a shithead to everyone. Like, and it actually had a budget. Mm. There, there could have been some, like, fun action in that film. Mm. But I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary on him. Oh, no, nah, I never watched oh, it. Oh, my God, dude. He had, like... Fucking another rapist, uh, Harvey Weinstein, involved. Mm. And Mark Wahlberg was going to play one of the brothers. Oh, another rapist. Yep. A, a rapist of Chinaman's eyes that he beats out of their fucking head. He's a Vietnamese man, I think. Yep, Vietnamese. Wow, now you're being racist. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking too much about Mark Wahlberg. It's, it's, you, you're one of two things in this world. You're either a racist or a rapist. That's what I always say. Yep, that's true. <laughs> That's from anything I just explained. That's what it sounds like. That's dude. Like when you're born, you the the doctor holds out his palms and you choose one hand and yeah, you taking the red pill or the blue pill. That's fate, man. That's fate, baby. But uh, yeah, he's a real piece of shit. That documentary's worth watching. Uh, well, see, I never wanted to watch. Well, I don't care. Let's move on. I just don't give a fuck about the Boondock Saints or that man. <laughs> it was just intriguing. Um, Gerard Butler's there. He's got nice hair. He has amazing hair. This is one of the few times you'll actually get to hear him use just his pure Scottish accent. And it is thick. Yeah. And hot. Yeah. Oh, God, let me tell you. We were getting riled up. Oh, yeah. We were pulling off our shirts and swinging around our heads like helicopters. Well, and what's interesting is I feel like we went into this movie thinking it was a more Paul Walker vehicle he's, with I a mean, great he's, supporting he's, cast. He's all over the poster. Because you got to remember, yeah. this was like right, right after off the, yeah, Fast, Fast and the Furious and everything. So Paul Walker's a huge star. But, but this movie is about <laughs> our boy Gerard. This is Jerry Butler's yeah. film. Through Paul Walker is supporting cast. Was, that dude's just hanging out in a fucking tunnel for like, like half a, this movie. At one point, I turned to you and I was like, Paul Walker does not need to be in this no, movie. He's it, completely extraneous. Like the That entire storyline was yeah, nonsense. The only reason he's there is because the guy's his father, but you could have easily just like excised Paul Walker entirely and just said, hey, this is Jerry Butler's father figure or even his father. Yeah. I don't know. Or you could have just saved a bunch of money by hiring a non-sequential fucking name to just throw in that role because right. he just spends his time in a fucking tunnel. I mean, I guess they needed that face to sell the tickets. I mean, it's, those are two beautiful faces on that poster yeah. right there. Mm. Between Walker and McDonough, you got four blue, beautiful eyes. You got... Yep. I mean, they're, they're fucking, pretty hot. fucking oceanic airlines, dude. Yeah. I want to take a flight into the soaring clouds with them. I will gladly let my fucking plane crash and get me lost in those blues. Yeah. Jack, Kate, we have to go back so I can fuck Neil McDonough and Paul Walker in a three-way. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> Talk about a smoke monster pounding off. Well, That's kinda, me. What's kind of weird is this movie starts off where it is like Paul Walker is the main character. Right, yeah. Paul, okay, so. We introduce like this love interest that he has. Right, this lady. Dad. He's drinking beers with a lady in a cave. He's not she, interested in archaeology. Right, he's interested in, uh, well, he's interested in digging a cave, but not, not the hole the in the ground. the kind of cave you're he's thinking. He's talking about digging the lady's cave. He and wants, he's not a cowboy, so he's not fucking holes in the right, ground. Right, he wants to eat the lady's pussy and fuck it. 
Yeah. Now, it's true. <laughs> and he's drinking Heineken's all the while. Yep. Not Coronas. Not Ronas. Heinies. Not Ronas. Heinies. He's rocking his. Because he chucks. wants to get deep in that Heine. He. So he's rocking them chucks. Rocking the chucks, looking like Jack's teller. The crow's flying straight. Yep. And then. It turns out Il Duce just disappeared and went into the time warp. They didn't even mention. Right, yeah, they just find his There was some bit about, like, oh, you're shaving your beard. You only do that when something, like, crazy happens. Right, yeah. And then we just, they don't even say goodbye. It's just next scene, next day, Paul Walker's just hanging out with Jerry Butler. Shooting arrows and shit. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, hang on, your dad went into the 14th century. Yeah. Let's go find him. Let's gather a gang together. We got Paul Walker. We got the chick who he wants to bang. We got Jerry Butler. We got Ethan Embry. We got poor Francois. <laughs> Ethan Embry's got frosted tips and a soul patch. Yep. And uh, we got Francois, who's like Donald Sutherland's son. He's Kiefer's half-brother, but I guess he's French, French-Canadian or something. And uh, this guy, man, <coughs> we'll touch on Francois in Donald a second. fucks. Uh, yeah, Donald definitely fucks. There was a rumor for a while that the sex scene in Don't Look Now was... Real? Uh, unsimulated. Oh, yeah, they just fucking. Really fucking. He raw dog. He was that going ass. at the chick in that dude. If you watch it, there's a lot of ass and titty and dick on screen, and he's gnawing at her and stuff. Oh, like man. she's a fucking side of beef. Slamming that dick deep in. Deep dicking her down into the pits of Venice, the, into her canals. Yep. Digging out her canals and her alcoves. Yep, that's what Indiana Jones later explored in the Last Crusade. That the al al. Alcoves of her Venice pussy. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the alcoves of the Venice pussy. <laughs> I'd watch it. Who would be the villain in that? It would have to be an Italian man. Franco yeah. Nero. Ooh, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Wait, he's a Spaniard. Yeah, so? He could play Italian. Just like Martin Jocas in this. Just make him Spanish. It's. I don't know, know. how to pronounce Martin Jocas' name. He's the villain in this. As Why would the Italians have to be the bad guys? Because Italians are always bad guys. They're are they? John Gotti, Alphonse Capone. Okay, you're right. Uh, you got me. Lucky Luciano, Baby Seagull Man, Baby Jason Seagull, Baby Jason Seagull, Baby Jason Seagull ran the casinos in Las Vegas, Nevada <laughs> before Frank Sinatra put a hit on him. Yep. Uh, Chubby Checker. Uh, all right, I get it. Italians are bad men. Yeah, Al Pacino. <laughs> in the Devil's Advocate. In the Devil's Advocate. Uh, Frankie Avalon. Yeah. And all I think those... that's all of them. Yep, that's all the bad that's Italians. every bad Italian. That's every What Italian. about Rocky Balboa? Rocky Balboa. Bad, bad man. I don't think so. He I loved... think he's the champion of the Italian spirit. Uh, he beat up blacks and communists. He's okay. a fucking piece of shit. You're right. Fair enough. <laughs> he's a white supremacist. Yep. Um, you got me there. The ultimate Rocky villain is a black communist. <laughs> he would be like beating up the Black Panthers or something. <laughs> he takes on the whole... I'm surprised Rambo at no point took on the Black Panthers. Oh, man. God damn. Well, he's going to fight, I think they said cartels in the new one? Yeah, so I just... They, I John Rambo ends, well, like Rambo, just ends where it needed to end, with him finally going home. I want some Rambonage. I don't need more bonage. Rambonage. Alright, so this fucking group of outcasts and misfits... All decide... Go, go to fucking Musk Inc. Incorporated. Right, David Thewlis is Elon Musk. He's building his Musk Industries Tesla time machine. Yep. Trading it on the uh, the stock market publicly, but uh, saying bad things privately. Yeah. And then they want to do a time warp. They want to do the time warp. They want to go through the warp hole, and they're going to say, Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? We're in the 14th century. We're here to get uh, Paul Walker's dad, and then we're going to bounce. They land in some fucking rapids. Right, yeah, you'd think they... And they're told they can't bring any weapons. Right, you can't bring, there's no, you can't bring the chopper. You certainly can't bring grenades. No, which one guy does, you (laughs) fucking asshole. He snuck it in, I guess. But, uh, you'd think they've done this warp, and they've had people go through and come back and go through and come back, like Neil McDonough's done it a couple of, like the guy who died at the beginning who... He had done it like ten times. Yeah, they said he did it like ten times, like... I guess he just got a kick out of it or something. He's getting high on that that history lesson. Woo, like wishbone, baby. Yeah. Smoking them wishbones. And uh, 
So they go they go through, and you'd think they'd know by now, like, hey, this fucking warp hole shoots you into a river Some rapid. rapids, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, no warning. They're just all drowning yep. at the beginning. Francois appears to not be able to swim. Yeah, well, this fucking French bastard, Poor, poor dude. Francois. Francois just gets absolutely shit on the whole movie. He doesn't want to go into the warp tunnel. Yep. But then he's like, I must save your father. He your would father, do it for me. Your father would do this for me. Yep. I must go. And they're like, okay, Francois. But then Ethan Embry is like, fuck this. He's like, you're crazy. Well, he's a physicist. Right. And they're like, N-. he's like the one guy, they're like, you have to go. He's like, no. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I'm they not like, stupid. They, acqui- they acquiesced very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. They, they let demands. it. Yeah. And then they uh, they mention that they have to dress up before they step in the time portal. And Gerard Butler gets so yeah. excited. Dude, this guy was spending, I bet, all his free time at Ren Fairs. Oh, yeah. Like, he was he, that yeah. guy. He went and, yeah. like, fucking forged his oh, own yeah. weapons and shit. <laughs> yes, He's dressed absolutely. to the T. Like, walking around drinking mead. Like, he would probably do voices and yep. shit. He's, he probably honestly has a job at the Ren Fair. He probably, yeah, he does. In his spare time, yeah. Yep, he's got his, his season off uh, from archaeological digging. Yeah, he's done his digging for the year, and it's time to go play King Lear. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I finally got a rhyme in. I've been trying. I just been trying to force him in the hole. You know, Paul Walker into his cave well, you got lady that one. style. Yeah. Uh, man, this movie's really about like the lengths that horny uh, men will go, shaggy haired men will go to to get some pussy. See, because Paul Walker ends up trapped in a tunnel that this woman swore existed in, like, modern time. Right, yeah, she found this tunnel in the modern time. She's like, why would people bash this wall, this beautiful cave painting? Oh, jeez. And then, you know, later her and Paul Walker end up in this tunnel. And I really think it was a metaphor for he had finally dug his way into her heart. heart, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. so good. But then her, the French lady's brother kisses Paul on the mouth. Yes, and we are pretty sure that those two are going to bang. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. Honestly, I, well, was all, I was all for Paul and Jerry banging. Well, Jerry was... I mean, I called it. They introduced... Like, they go back in time. They get attacked. This dipshit pulls a grenade out when he's got three arrows in him, but also clicked to send himself back in time through his little stupid fucking necklace time travel thing. Fucking takes the grenade back with him and blows up the time machine like a dickhead. Meanwhile, Jerry Butler is hanging out underneath some, like, grassy knoll shit with this hot fucking little princess chick. Yeah. Who says she's a princess, and then he's shocked to find out her name later, Claire. Lady Claire. But uh, immediately, I called it that he fell in love, and I was like, he's going to stay in the past because of this woman. Mm. Sure as shit, an hour later. What happens? Jerry Butler. He murders people for that pussy. He wants to fuck this French lady with some smelly cheeks. And he doesn't even speak French, man. And And he's like, oh, we're speaking the same language, but I feel like you don't understand me because she's speaking English. Dude, and let me just say, this man, he adjusts, like you said, very quickly in the 14th century. Like, immediately he's killing people and stuff. But I think... He gets the first kill. Yeah, I mean, and it focuses on his face for a good 30 seconds where he's like, oh, fuck, I just murdered a guy. And, and he I kind of like it. it. Yeah, oh, he's so into it. Yep. I mean, he's firing bows and swinging fucking swords. Yeah, the just... group gets captured, brought to some attic where they kept him, and it turns out his da- Paul Walker's dad's there. Meanwhile... Just hanging out in the hay. Jerry Butler, this whole time, they're planning on escaping. He sees Claire getting, like, slapped around in the courtyard, and he immediately is like, nope, I'm getting her. No, fuck this. So they all escape, and he's like, I'll catch up with you later. And he takes a bow and some arrows, and then just fucking unloads three arrows in this dude. Kills him. Kills him dead. Gets out. Gets the house. Swings out. There's a lady climbing hay. She she states that she is the best climber. She's just like the guy in Suicide Squad who's... (laughs) Power is I can climb anything. <laughs> Dude, fuck that movie. What was that guy's name? Slipknot. 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 He can climb anything. And he can he, climb anything, and he can play the shit out of some metal. And he immediately tries to climb a building, and he gets his head blown up. <laughs> Maybe the best part of that movie. Yeah. Uh, can we watch Suicide Squad? Does that tie into Fast and Furious at all? How? I'm trying to think. I don't think there's uh, anyone. There's no uh, shared actors? No. Fuck, man. That's a big time bummer. No, it's not, because I, I would I would hate myself. I would, fl- I would fire up a Suicide Squad episode. In a I second. got legitimately angry about that movie when we watched it. Let's get Jai Courtney in a Fast and Furious yes, movie. Yes, he should be. Jai Courtney? Yeah. Who would he be? Like a Venge- Venge- <laughs> Vengeman's Hillen? A Vengeman's Hillen. I'm here to avenge my Hillen. Uh, 
timeline, 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 timeline. Where are we? Uh, in they the escape. Narrative? Jerry There's, Butler saves Claire. Those are in like a weird little raft thing. This is yet another movie where the whole like middle hour was intensely boring for like, me. Nothing was really happening. They, the, they were hanging the out in like a to you. yeah. They were hanging out in like a one square mile radius. Of where they were trying to escape. It, they're hanging out by the Ren Fair, honestly, yeah, is what it looks like. That's all I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, it, this was the problem I had when I'm sitting there at the end, and like even by the climax, like the last ten minutes or so, they start to fight people, but like there's shooting arrows and siege in this fucking castle, and I'm like, the protagonists of the film are doing nothing. Nothing. There's this it, Jerry it, Butler's the like, only one getting shit done. Right. Th- things happen in this movie... And the characters just happen to be there, like, standing by the side. Like, well, because oh, it's wow, history it's, happening. It's crazy, right. It's history unfolding. Right, but then as we learn, they become history. Jerry Butler Jerry stays Butler behind, and this was the fucking, the sarcophagus that they found at the beginning of the yeah, movie. Yeah, Jerry Butler was talking about how it had right. one ear. Dude the guy had, had no one ear, ear. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets his ear cut off, and he goes, it's me! It's me! It's me! And Lasse. then he kicks this guy in the dick. Ugh, I'm coming, Lasse. I'm coming to fuck you. Yep. Uh, get down on your knees and suck it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he kills Martin Drucker. Yeah, stabs him. But the issue with the middle is the whole middle of the movie is spent with him trying to escape, and I've never seen a group of characters actively try so hard to run away from a place to not get far at all. I know. Like, There's so much, like, getting captured and escaping. Again and again and again. It's so fucking boring. Like, this is the best you could do with this script Mm. is then they run away. Like, you're talking about, it's some Back to the Future shit. We got people in the past. Why can't we have fun with this? Yeah, have some fun. Martin Lawrence Black Knight has fun with it. Yeah, yeah, Black Knight it up. Yeah. That's what they needed. They needed Martin Lawrence to come in, punch up the sides, you know. Uh, get a couple gags in there. Like Paul Walker should have been like a comedic relief if Gerard Butler was going to carry exactly. the action. Exactly. You can't have two stone-faced action yes. heroes. It doesn't work that way. Right. And they're both just like dudes with shaggy hair pulling girls by their fucking wrists yep, running around. Pretty much. Uh, and here, okay, you also have, uh, when they first get captured, you got Martin Sheen, right? No, not Martin no, Sheen. No, not Sorry. Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yes. Kept getting that confused in my head throughout the whole movie, and I was like, I'm not going to confuse it on the podcast. I'm you not going to confuse it. And then immediately... Immediately confused. Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen is some English fucking bad guy named Oliver or some shit. Oliver Stone. Right. So they they come in there and Gerard Butler starts talking and Michael Sheen's like, yo, you got a weird accent, dude. (laughs) Okay. Meanwhile. And and Gerard Butler's like, I'm Scottish. And then, okay, Paul Walker starts talking and he doesn't say anything about Paul Walker's accent. Paul Walker is talking like fucking Brian O'Connor. Sounds like, like a hey. beach bomb. Yeah, he's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm here to surf the fucking waves in Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got a problem with the Scottish accent, which I'm sure you've heard many times he, in your he life. He says, because uh, we're you, at you war with the Scots. You live in the fucking England. Yeah. They're just, you're raping they're, and they're pillaging up, their people. The, yeah, they're up at the top. You, you just, still you, own them. You go past that wall, the little Hadrian wall. 600 years later, you still own that country. Right. But meanwhile, this guy from the fucking, from Venice Beach. Yeah, totally fine with that accent. This guy pulls up in his Winnebago with his fucking surfboards tied to the top. He's got NOS tanks tied to the right. fucking side of the horse. Falls out of the, falls off the horse with Corona on his breath going, <laughs> Hey dude, you wanna fucking, uh, you wanna shoot some hoops later? And you don't, you don't think, uh, not for a second, hey, this is a little bit weird. Hey dude, like how far are we from like the Notre Dame? <laughs> Is like, that hunchback guy there? Where's the uh, the arch? <laughs> um, you know, like triumph, tri- the arch of triumph. Uh, yeah, a lot of the characterization in this movie is like it's so fucking like one dimensional. Like no one, no, there's no real character arc aside from Gerard Butler. Which his character arc happens immediately in the beginning when he kills a guy for the first right, time. It's like, oh, I like this like, place. Okay, all right, well. He's gonna, he's gonna stay. Yeah, you called it to a T. You were like, "Oh, that's that's his that's his plot." Yeah, that's his plot. Oh, we we almost we forgot to talk about the plight of Francois in this scene. So, okay, poor Francois. Gerard Butler's got a crazy accent. Paul Walker has no accent to this man. Francois speaks, and he goes, "God damn, you're a motherfucking Frenchman. I hate yep. the French. We're at war with the French. We wear red. The French wear blue. I want to fuck you and your mama too." Yep. Um. And he then, says for once, a quiet Frenchman. Yeah, well, then he goes, Francois, say this. Je suis un esp- 
es, eh, what's he say? Espion? Espion, I think. Espion, like espionage. Okay. Yep. Je suis un espion. Translate. And then uh, Francois goes, I am a spy! And, and then this dude just fucking immediately runs him through with a sword, yep. murders him right there on the floor 30 minutes in the movie. Cuts Franc- his guts. Francois is dead. Francois is dead. The only reason he got sent on this fucking mission is because he, he could spoke speak French. French. Which a lot of good that did him. Yeah, so David Thewlis got him killed. Yep. Good job. Fucking prick. Asshole. Couldn't even figure out what this dude's deal was. First he wants to send people back in time. Gonna go back in time. Like Huey Lewis. And then he wants to blow up the fucking time machine or something. But he also spent the whole movie fixing the time machine. I don't know what he didn't want him. He didn't want him to come back because they would come back fucked up with their aortas all crooked and their spines in a wrench. And uh, he was he said that the press would be terrible and it would destroy their company. Oh, uh, they're going to put me under the dirt, Elon, Elon. Oh shit, the Elon monsters here. <laughs> Elon, no, no, Elon, I can't do it. I told you it hurts my throat. He disappeared yeah. into the ether. He's he's gone forever. He was he was trying out his. Uh, uh, what you might call it? If I could do like a South African accent, I would do the like, "Hey, I'm I'm Elon Musk." I can't do it. No. Oh, that was just Elon's holographic yeah. uh, device he's, he's trying he's to make, fucking... so he doesn't have to fly here all the time. Hey, I'm I'm a short copley man. Short copley man. <laughs> Go watch fucking District Nine, eh? They almost sound like Leonardo DiCaprio in Blood Diamond. Oh yeah. In America, they call it bling bling, but over here it's bling bang, eh? <laughs> Uh, let's check out oh, some trivia movie. on the IMDb app for this. Well, I know that um, Gerard Butler has two camera operating credits, and they're for two different behind-the-scenes yeah. videos for this movie. If you got the timeline DVD, check it out. Let us know if this feels like Gerard Jerry's Butler. Got some featurettes on there. Like Paul Walker's character was supposed to be the main character, got hired with a different script, and then Richard Donner and fucking uh, Jerry Butler fucking became like best bros, and so like. He rewrote it like yeah. on set to like right. make his let me, character let me shine give this more. Guy some screen time. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Jerry Butler's like volunteering. Oh, I'll shoot the behind the scenes for you. Uh, Michael Crichton, author of the same title book off which this movie is based, disliked this movie so much that he refused to license any more movies based off of his novels. Nobody would gain the movie rights to a Michael Crichton book until Steven Spielberg, longtime friend of Michael Crichton, bought the rights to "quote unquote" Pirate Latitudes after Crichton's death. Oh, so he had to wait for this motherfucker to die, die to buy yeah, it? And then he, yeah, so I don't even know why it mentions that they were friends. And we've never, and that <laughs> movie's never been now. made. I don't know what Pirate Latitudes is. Sounds cool. Maybe Captain it's Harris. Captain Phillips. Uh, the Battle of Castle Guard is not an actual historical event. However, the crew of the movie visited various European castles from around that period to make the castles and towns look as realistic as possible. So again, we're just making shit up. Yeah, just literally making shit up. Huh. David Thewlis met partner Anna Friel during production of this film, and they've been partners ever since. Now, I'd assume this means love partners. Yeah, but I mean, they could just be partners in crime. Whoa, hang on. They are the second couple to have met on the set of a Michael Crichton adaptation, the first being, can you guess? Uh, Sam Neill and the little girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Close. Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. No, I knew it was them, but... Uh, I thought Sam Neill and the little girl would be funnier. Uh, just eating beans together. My mom was very excited when that happened. My mom's a huge uh, Goldblum fan. The little girl. No, yeah, <laughs> she loves Sam Neill yeah. too. Although she's very disgruntled with him because she met him when I was boxing Uva, and he was apparently wearing pumpkin orange socks, and that just you, I really you, bothered. I believe her. you told that story. Yeah, maybe. really bothered her. Uh, but she loves Goldblum. Yeah, you told that story. Take a drink. She loves Goldblum and onion. Goldblum and oh, I get it. I'll back steakhouse. You remember they used to do Outback Steakhouse ads, but it would have Jermaine from Flight of the Concords, yes. and he's a New Zealander. Yep. So. Quality. Racist. A group of medieval reenactors were used for soldiers in battle sequences. That makes sense. I think they do that for, like, Civil War and shit movies yeah. like that, too. Oh, I figured that they were all just fucking <laughs> actors. Michael Creighton took the unusual step of offering up the film rights for free, provided the movie entered into production immediately. Crichton had a back-end deal set up on the basis that his script be used for the film. Ironically, Crichton ended up hating the finished film. Yeah, because I'm telling you, that script, uh, yeah, the they mother- hired the actors on it, and then Richard Donner was like, fuck this! Motherfucker rushed it into production and was like, oh, wait, turns out movies suck when you try and fucking just squeeze them Try and rush them. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine this came out, this was, what, 03? So this is like right in the wake of Gladiator. Like, yeah. you had all those medieval yep. sword and sandal kind of shits coming out. Like, you had the... Uh, that King Arthur movie with Clive Owen, which is which is God terrible, awful. I got um, a blowjob in the theater during that. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> During which scene? Um, I don't know. Uh, that's got a great cast as well. It does. Yeah, Kieran Knightley's up in that Keira shit. Kieran Knightley is uh, Guinevere. Um, yep. Uh, fucking Till Schweiger is one of the bad yeah, guys. Yeah, Till. Till's in it. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, Schweig, I just watched man. it recently. It's really bad. It's, it's really Mads bad. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads. Got a couple of Rays. Got a Ray Stevenson and a Winstone in there. The guy who went on to become Punisher, right? Ray yeah. Stevens? Yeah, Punisher Warzone. Yep. So, you know. Lexi Alexander. It's probably a good movie to get your dick sucked during, I bet. It um, was, I'd already seen it once, and uh, I knew it was really long and so boring. It like, so yeah. it was just perfect to, like, hook perfect up Perfect to, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Twice in the movie, a French knight's shield has the Quebec flag painted on it. These scenes were shot in Quebec, <laughs> along with every 14th century France scenes. Okay. So some Quebec users like, I'm going to sneak the flag in. Quebec hoy. Okay, this is a very long one. I don't know what it's going to say, so uh, bear with me if this is boring. The film was originally slated to be released in the fall of 2002. However, the studio was not happy with Richard Donner's cut of the film. Which, and, which they never are. Wow. This included a prologue explaining the disappearance of the Billy Connolly character in the film and contained Jerry Goldsmith's original score. Okay. Oh. Donner was then forced to recut the film by Paramount and asked Goldsmith to edit down his score to the recut version of the film, which also prompted another release date by the studio to March 2003. Paramount, particularly studio head Sherry Lansing, was again unhappy with Donner's second cut of the film that he had delivered, which completely had eliminated the Billy Connolly prologue, which was essential to both the Michael Crichton novel and the film's backstory, which was originally scored by Goldsmith as a cue called The Dig and the musical recording slate number of 1M1. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Donner was forced to recut the film once more, and the film was again delayed to unspecified date, and again Goldsmith was asked to return to the project. At this point, Goldsmith's health was deteriorating due to cancer, and had recently begun to score Looney Tunes back in action for his friend Joe Dante. Fuck yeah. A project which required the assistance of composer John Debney for additional music, and would also be his last score as he would pass away on 2004. Blah, blah, blah. Donner really wanted Goldsmith to stay on, but could not for those reasons, and liked the score that he had written for the first cut of the film. Paramount then hired composer Brian Tyler... Oh, man, our, our Fast and Furious yeah. guy, which was uh, for who did the score for The Hunted, which was released that March in place of Timeline. Tyler would score almost all the identical scenes in which Goldsmith originally scored, and each score recorded by both Goldsmith and Tyler at the same length at 74 minutes. The final cut of the film would be 116 minutes from original, 136-minute cut, mainly the Billy Connolly prologue clearly absent from the recut version and the final cut, which proves that the film was clearly interfered with by the studio. Goldsmith and Tyler's music would be re- released respectively by Varys Sarabandi Record. Okay, why was that so long? Uh, yeah. What did that have to do with anything? anything? All that tells me is like, oh, Richard Donner, like, studio's not happy with another version of his movie. Big surprise. Like, the, for Christ's sake, Donner's last IMDb credit is Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. Like, I'm mad that I just had to read all that. All it was doing was telling us shit that's like, oh. It was a like, fucking oh. bedtime story, dude. I mean, it's cool that Brian Tyler somehow ended up involved. Now, I'm sorry for everybody listening, and I'm so, you're probably asleep now. you dead. you you dead. That killed you. Um. Okay, here's a very interesting one. Pierce Brosnan turned down the role of Andre Merrick before Gerard Butler signed Good. on. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Butler was cool. Butler I mean, I fucking ruled. He had dope hair. I, I love Pierce, but this would have been 2003. This is around the time of, like, Die Another Day. He yeah. would have been old as shit. Yo, how crazy is that that uh, Gerard Butler's first credited role is in Tomorrow, Tomorrow Never, Never Dies? Dies. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan was supposed to be on this, and the man who had, like, a one-second scene right. working on a took fucking, the fucking role. submarine or whatever, yeah. He took the... He went from being a one-second henchman in a Bond film, in a Pierce Brosnan Bond film, to taking a role from Brosnan. Hmm. Oh, something about the Hundred Year War. It's me. Um, film makes many changes regarding Doniger's company and the time traveling device. I don't know. Let's just face it, this movie was not that good. In the DVD special extras, a very young and very inconspicuous John Cena can be seen before his big break as a pro wrestler. What? (laughs) What? Bring us Cena. Give me the Cena. Cena was on set. Like, like what was he doing? There? I don't know. Just, <laughs> just hanging out. The DVD special extras. Um, Yo, God, Cena. I found out yesterday that Travis's girlfriend, uh, not a fan of Cena, says he's an asshole on Total Bellas or whatever the fuck. Oh, well, he's probably just playing a character. I don't know. That's it's a reality show. Yeah, it's kayfabe. Uh, the characters Kramer and Gomez were both female in the book. Who, yeah. Which one? Kramer's the one who gets his dome cracked on the metal rack oh, at the end. Oh yeah, who's Gomez? I don't know. Oh. 
I don't know which one Gomez. Well, was. what the fuck, patriarchy? Yeah, taking fuck away you. beautiful women's roles and giving them to some guy with a nose and uh, some, some guy, guy with a mouth. Some Gomez man. Some Gomez. Gomez Adams. <laughs> Gave Raul it to Ju- Gomez Adams. Gave it to Raul Julia. <laughs> Dude, what a god. Um, the real M. Bison. The character Merrick was stated to be born in 71. Merrick travels back in time to 1357 and lives in that time until he dies in 1382. Since the movie is set in 2003, that makes Merrick 57 years old at the time of his death. Hey, you died young, Jerry. Yeah, that's... Don't you wish you had come back to the fucking yeah. future and gotten modern medicine? I mean, he had three kids. He probably had an infection in that ear that he got cut Probably. Off. He had three kids, one of which he named Francois. Yeah, well, yeah. good for you, Francois. <laughs> Your legacy lives on, you fucking... Jerry Butler didn't shit. forget about you. Yeah. Although, apparently, he only remembered you after he'd already had two kids and named them. Oh, my God only 57 and your wife probably stank yeah she probably had hairy pits that just smelled yeah he probably you probably loved it you were like a hog and shit just rubbing your nose in it around like a hog and shit um dick rotted off from not being clean proper because they didn't (laughs) bathe every day doniger now this is the david thula's character we should say he dies in the movie he goes into the machine but lives forever in our hearts (laughs) (laughs) we'll never forget you doniger I'm gonna name my third child after you. Doniger. Also, how fucked up is it that he named his third, third child best. after Francois? That's what I'm saying. Like, it was like Christopher or something else, and then Francois. You always want to name a son Chris. They had a third one. It's like the runt of the litter, and it's like I guess we can name him after Francois, Francois. My buddy who died. Oh man. So Doniger dies because he's a. Uh, He's going into the machine to futz with it or something. Yeah, he's got bent spines. He, he wants to keep them from coming back with their fucked up paper aortas. And, uh, yep. And so he's messing with it, and then Ethan Embry's like, psych, bitch, I'm bringing him back to the future. And he traps him in the time machine. Right, and so this guy's running at Paul Walker and the lady and Paul Walker's dad with the sword. Well, he's on a then, horse that's running right. towards him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's running on top of the horse. Yes, like, like a treadmill. A, yeah, like or a man on a log that's spinning yeah. backwards. <laughs> and uh, he's running at him. <laughs> and they switch places, so then David Thewlis, our boy Doniger, rest in peace, job bless, pops up and he's like, Aye! and then the guy cuts his head it looks, off. It I... looks like, not to once again bring it up because I'm a shill for the series, but like in Highlander, when a Highlander chops off a head and receives the other immortals quickening, right. they they are literally being given the same fucking direction, because that's what it looks like every yeah, time they the, time Yeah, well, the initial scene, especially when they all go through, yeah. and we get, like, slow-mo close-ups of every character screaming, it's so fucking Like, weird. one of them just need to be holding a fucking yeah. sword up. Dude, Jerry's going, oh! Goddamn Prince soundtrack playing. Prince? Shit. Queen. Queen. Princes of the Universe is what I was Queen. thinking of. Queens of the Universe by Queen. Prince. <laughs> Queen. should have done that, yeah. That would have been amazing. Off. That would have rocked. Um, that anyway. would have been really sexy. <clears throat> I'd fuck Prince. Would you fuck Prince? Who wouldn't fuck I'd Prince? I'd fuck Freddie Mercury over Prince. You'd fuck, well, Freddie Mercury had AIDS. I don't care. So you would have got his AIDS. Yeah, I would have gotten his AIDS. Mm-hmm. I would have, I would have borne that torch for him. Born, uh, bear, I don't know. Anyway, uh, this, I don't is, speak this, good is, now. this is your last piece of trivia. We're talking about Doniger's death. Doniger's death is much darker in the book. In it... Does he get turned to mush? He is sent to Castle Guard during the time of the Black Plague. Oh, nice! The chapter ending with him finding some... <laughs> it says death bodies on here, but it obviously means dead bodies. Death bodies. And starting coughing. Yeah, because it's just the Black Plague. As soon as you came in contact, you just got sick. Yep. It was instantaneous. Aren't we, like, vaccinated against that shit? That's, uh, like, the chicken pox? Yeah, like... I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I got chicken pox when yeah. I was young. Me too. Yeah. Hashtag me too movement. Me too. Yeah, me too we, pox I movement. I got chicken pox. Let's look at some goofs. You want to look at some goofs and gags? Yeah, I saw one where a dead guy moves his head. Oh, you, you dumb fuck. You're supposed to stay still when you're dead. Yeah, he fucked up. He never got to roll again. Uh, character error. After Decker kills Gordon with his sword, he returns the bloody sword to its sheath without cleaning it. A swordsman would never do this, as the blood could not be cleaned out of the sheath and the oxygen in the blood would cause the sword to rust. Okay, I'd like to note, Decker was not a swordsman. He was a man from the future trapped yes. in the past. He yes. doesn't know about cleaning off his sword. He's literally trying to blend in. Yeah, this is the Martin Jokosh character. The Martin Jokosh. Is from the future. Right. 
We he's were, a modern man in a medieval he's, time. He's a modern man. He's a 21st century schizoid man. Yes. And he's been was left there. He, they were shooting arrows at him, and Neil McDonough shot, set off his marker and went back to the future. Because Neil McDonough, we find, is a Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough <laughs> is a real pussy. He's a coward of the first fucking order. Yep. <laughs> and, the Star Wars first yeah, order. And he goes back to the future. So then, when he comes back and he's captured, Martin Jokas is mad at him, and Neil McDonough goes, "I have a family," and Martin Jokas goes, "So did I," and yeah. he stabs him. And I'm thinking, well, what did they kill his family because? You know you can go you back can go and they're back. still going to be there. Well, like, that's what they tell him. They're like, you can use his little transporter and go back. Right. And he says no, and he throws it to the ground. And it gets run over by the cart. And I think it was like supposed to break, but right. instead it, it just, just gets indented yeah, into the mud. it smushed into the mud. It's, it's still intact. Yeah, so rest in peace to Neil McDonough. Yep. You, you will be forgotten. Yeah, you will we'll, be. We'll remember Doniger forever, but not whatever your character name yeah, was. Yeah, Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough. He was, yeah, I call him that because he was looking like a snack. Yep. Mm-hmm. You took the words out of my thick, mouth. Thick king, thick king. Um, oh, uh, this is something about falling down the steps. And I just wanted to mention the one scene where they're escaping, <laughs> and this guy's <laughs> like, this guy goes, "Hey, wait!" And he's like running down the stairs after him. And Paul Walker comes up behind him through the stairs, reaches his hands out, and grabs the guy's feet. And the guy flies ass over tea kettle. Yep. And then the dude's laying there, and Paul Walker just kicks him in the fucking kicks head, him right in the head, knocks his teeth out of his goddamn skull. I don't have any teeth in my skull. I don't think I have any teeth in my skull after this. Yeah, we oh. still got to record a mini so. I know. After, this yeah. is like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. Not... I'm not super drunk. That's just like, Ooh, that's like pure yeah. tequilas. When I drink tequila. Oh. Um, Plot holes. Okay, here we go. Let's find out what IMDb has to say. The whole movie? At the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Merrick tells the grad students about the death of Lady Claire, which galvanized the French forces and led to them winning the battle. Later, Merrick shows Chris the sarcophagus of the knight and his lady. He points out the knight is missing an ear. This is later shown to be Merrick as we see him lose his ear in the battle in the past. The lady with him in the sarcophagus at the end is revealed to be the Lady Claire. This means Merrick was always destined to go into the past, yeah. and Lady Claire was never destined to die in the battle, no. despite Merrick's lecture stating that her death was instrumental to the French's victory. Right. So it was probably just led to believe that she did die. There were reports that she did die. So it's Because they had her up there. They were right. about to it's hang her. It's just one of those things that got twisted Yeah, it's like legend, you know? Okay. Like the British went home and they were like, oh, well, we hung this bitch. And then uh, they all really got the fire lit under their ass. Yeah. But really, the British got their asses whooped by a bunch of time-traveling fucking archaeologists. Yep. Some, that literally, some, Indiana Jones some guy and Chuck killed Taylor's, all of them. Yeah. Indiana Jones would have beaten the shit out of all of them. Uh, there's no good goofs. Those are your only good ones. That wasn't even a good plot hole. That that's that's the whole problem with time travel. Let's go to the uh, letterbox page of timeline and see what some of the reviews have to say. I want a five star review. You want to hear the five stars? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we got. Timeline. O three. Ratings. Show me the five stars. Show me them fives, baby. Show me them fives. Reviewed. Show me them thick fives. Oh, well, the first one's a one star. It says awful. Sort by... (laughs) He's not wrong. Sort by review rating. Highest first. Here we go. Boris underscore Prol says, ridiculously underrated, but not by me. Donner, director God, does this with so much flair. It's so much 90s in this film, it's unbelievable that so much people doesn't value this. Okay, well, so it's much people. I was about to say, so much 90s in it in 2003. <laughs> so much people. Directing of history, period, if the film reminds me stylishly on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, directed by Kevin Reynolds. Is this man having a stroke while writing this? <laughs> and I live that. What I also love is Gerard Butler's character Merrick subplot. It gives me the chills. It's really just the plot. That's the, that's the whole plot of the film. It's not a subplot. Yeah, that, that is the plot. The A plot. <laughs> Well, that was your only five-star review on Letterboxd. And that man died right after hitting enter. <laughs> man, brain he was on his bed, Like, yeah. I have to... Like, people need to know. People need to know. Like, one day, they're going to look back in 100 years and say, Boris Prohl was the only man who was speaking the truth with about With my dying like, wish. Yeah. Uh, four and a half stars from John, with a J-O-N, no H. What do you take the half star off for? <laughs> I don't know. The first movie I ever bought slash owned on DVD. As cheesy as it is, I still have a soft spot for it. So maybe half a star minus for the cheese. Yeah, cheese but 
four and a half stars for nostalgia alone. Four star review from Runner Benny. Best line of the movie. I am home. At okay. the very end of the film. It's what Jerry Butler says. And Paul Walker just goes, uh, Okay, dude! And runs off! Four stars from Paul Christian Jacobson. I absolutely love this film when I was younger, and even though it's not as amazing as I remember it being, it is still a really fun, well-made, and a highly underrated movie that I will remember for the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> Time Travel, Knights, Billy Connolly, Paul Walker, Gerard Butler, Underground Tunnels, and The Fiery Ball Throwers. What's not to like? It's the trebuchets. It's what he refers to as fiery ball throwers. Like, does he think they made those up for this movie? They were invented for the film? They say the word trebuchet at least, like, 15 times during that final battle. The fiery ball throwers. fiery ball throwers. In fact, they say it where he would be reading it in (laughs) subtitles, so he would, like, have to read the name. Four stars. Jurassic Griffin. The science stuff doesn't work too well. No shit. The movie is watchable. (laughs) <laughs> he's just upset about the science oh, stuff. Oh, man. And he sounds like an expert. I'm pretty yeah. sure only PhD-level yeah. uh, people yeah. say science stuff. Jurassic Griffin, I assume, is a mashup of Jurassic Park. He's a paleontologist. Science, science film, and I guess Peter Griffin. And I think he's a paleontologist. Right. Paul Walker and Gerard Butler before the height of their fame. All around a fun movie to watch about time travel and the perils involved. Yeah, tons of perils. I mean, you could get stuck in, you know, 13th century France and almost die. Or you can end up in the 50s and almost fuck your mom. I mean, a lot of perils. Jay Crawford, four stars. I love time travel movies. This is a good one. I wonder what his favorite time travel movie is if this (laughs) is a good one. Four stars. Matt Poland. Do you remember this movie? I don't, but I saw it on a Wednesday afternoon after high school. I think I would actually watch it again. He said, I don't. I don't. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't. (laughs) I don't. Uh, But I think I saw it. uh, Three and a half stars from The Gen Math. I definitely wouldn't mind reading the book. That honestly, while I was watching this, I was like, I wonder how the book plays out. because Lady Layla, three and a half stars. It had cussing and typical medieval violence, but other than that, an excellent, engaging film. So her least favorite elements were the very the, light cursing. The cussing and the typical medieval violence. Oh man, that typical medieval violence of flinging fiery ball throwers. I mean, I love me a good trebuchet. A fight, yeah. Great balls of fire. Great balls of fire. They're flinging them. This one contains spoilers. Um... Yeah, a lot of people just explaining the plot. I don't, I don't live for those. Don't, don't review the plot in your your review, because I saw the film and I know the plot. Yeah, dummy. Love Gerard Butler's "It's Me." We should be so lucky to have all our life decisions made for us by dismemberment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good review. That I'm is liking it. That is a damn good review. Uh, Michael Crichton hated this movie, and you should trust him. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> I, still three? I don't know, man. Uh, this movie had so much potential. Not a bad movie, but could have been great. Reviewer's name Quentin. I like to assume it's Tarantino. Yep, himself. He was licking on some tootsies while typing it up with one hand. Um, man, a lot of people saying I love time travel movies. Well, I wouldn't recommend it if you're into the time. Then if you're into the loops, the your your loopers, your primers, your time crimes, that sort of thing. Your time crises. Time crisis three. uh, Time crises. Back to the future three. Uh, Three stars from Pip. This movie marks the only time I have been attracted to Gerard Butler. This is the only time. Get your head checked out, Pip. Because hey, if you don't love Jerry, you don't love me, and I'm your old pal Dave. Fuck you, Pip. Fucking Pip. Sounds like a hobbit. Pip. Puck. Anyway. Anyway, we've heard what these people have had to say about the film. Now let's tell you what I have to say. Yeah, what's your review? I'm gonna say Timeline. It's a rip-roaring, time-traveling, mind-unraveling adventure set in the 14th century. All the time, people are trying to blow my mind. Paul Walker, handsome fella, Gerard Butler. I'd like to plug him her <laughs> anyway if you need your kicks forget route 66 travel down to the cinema 
and order one ticket for Richard Donner's Machinima. It's timeline, baby. Go <laughs> see it. Machinima timeline. Um, and your review? Uh, would have been a really cool PS1 era video game. Whatever. And who was the hottest person in this? Gerard. Butler. I gotta go with Jerry, man. Yeah, he's Ooh, just, he was looking fine. Uh, the hair was killing it. He's got a shirtless scene. Yep. Oh, which I even said because at one point he raced off to the background to change into his medieval clothes. Yeah, and you were like, I was like, turn give around, us, give us the shirt. Sure as shit, they did. There it is. Donner delivered. Bing, bang, boom. That's the one. That's the Donner promise. <laughs> he will get Jerry shirtless. Yeah. Oh well, he was he was constantly showing Mel Gibson shirtless and Lethal Weapons. True. This is, True. So, yeah, the Donner promise is a little male, And there were boobies in Lethal nudity. Weapon. Yeah. God bless him. Equal opportunity nudist. Yep. Um, should Powers Booth have been in this film? This picture? Yeah. I say, yeah, you could have slotted him in somewhere. You could have put him in. He could have been the, the head capitalist asshole guy. Oh, the David Thewlis? Now he was kind of pathetic, his character. Yeah, um, but the, he would have brought some gravitas to him. Well, Booth always brings gravitas. Made him, you know, made him an actual scary saying. antagonist and mm. not just like a pussy. Well, I think he's supposed to be Weasley because it, it's sort of a matching of the wits between him and uh, Ethan Embry. You want them to sort of... Uh, <laughs> what if Powers Booth had just played Ethan Embry's character? <laughs> oh, jeez, I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I ain't going to the past, man. I can't get my cigars. Um... He could have been. Uh, he could have done an English accent and been like he, Michael Sheen's role. Yeah, or something. he could have been one of the the yeah. bad British guys. Yeah, or uh, Martin Martin Jolcas. Oh, what if he had been Claire's brother, the older um, brother who the kisses French Paul guy? Walker? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm all for it. You know, anyway, we get some Booth and Booth and Chainmail. I'm in. I'm, that sounds like a great prospect, in my opinion. Booth and Mail. Booth Booth in Mail. Yeah, me. I'm the Mail. <laughs> <laughs> um. Six Coronas. What are we? Uh, what are we giving the timeline? Uh, I'm gonna give it two. God damn! I was thinking two. Really? You're always reading my fucking mind. <laughs> Lately, oh, been on the same page we, with we these just, movies. We just we're we're, we're mind connected through a wormhole. We're, you could, yeah, we're you mind could melded. In, you could be in 1357, and I could be in 2003, and we would we're mind we, melded. We're mind melded. Like Star Trekies. Like Pacific Rims. Yeah. That stuff. Oh my god! I'm a fart. I want an alcoholic drink named Pacific Rim. What would it have in it? Uh, God be blue. Yeah, I mean, you'd put some like blue stuff in blue there. Blue liqueur, yeah. yeah. Blue liqueur. Maybe some salt around the rim. Mm. I mean, it's like a beach. Salt you know? the rim, yeah. Nice beachy vibe. So you probably want to do like a rum or something. Like yeah, that. rum mm. or like a like colada. Oh, colada, chelada. It would just be a chelada. Yeah, a blue chelada. A blue chelada. Blue chelada. Blueberry chelada. Chelada azul. Oh, timeline, timeline, timeline. No, I was thinking like pina colada is what I was thinking of. Pina colada. What's how's the pina colada song go? If you like, like penis chiladas, getting fucked in, in the past, then you'll talk to Gerard Butler, and he'll bang in the ass. Hey, timeline. It's not a very good film. Um, if you were to go back to any time in the whole past, where would you go? Uh, you I to, would go they, back. They said, hey, we got a wormhole that you can jump through here. You just got come to New Mexico. He's pulling so, out a book, uh, ladies and gents. He's probably got like a, 16th century. 1500s. Sometime, yeah, sometime in the early 1500s. Like, probably like 1530. No, probably later than that, because I'd want to meet her. So, let's say, like, 1560. Why is that? I mean, uh, I'd go back to elaborate. 1560 in Ireland to meet Grace O'Malley. Speaking was... speaking to the mic, you're over by the I'm bookshelf. I'm to put it away. You can just set it down for now. It's going to fall. Okay. Um, You want to meet Grace yeah, O'Malley? Go, yeah, I'd like to go back to, like, 1560 to meet Grace O'Malley, who was, like, the uncrowned queen of Ireland. She was ah. called the pirate queen of Ireland. She just, like, fucked dudes up. Oh. Ran her little ships around, dude. She uh, she met with one of the Queen Elizabeths. I don't know which one, because I haven't read that book in a while. But uh, wasn't allowed to have any weapons. They found her. She had a fucking dagger under her dress. You she know. tried to assassinate the Queen. She didn't try to assassinate her. She just didn't trust the Brits. Oh, she so she was like, in case I gotta, you know, protect myself. You think maybe she was an ancestor of Martin O'Malley? I hope not. <laughs> Otherwise, she needs to come back to life and beat the shit out of her devil spawn. Uh, what's that book, if you want to recommend it to the listeners? Uh... 
uh, Grain, so Grace O'Malley, Ireland's Pirate Queen by Anne Chambers. Um, just a biography on her. Oh. It's, it's, she was a fucking interesting-ass character, man. So you would be the Gerard Butler of Ireland. You go back in time to plow your, uh, your, your, your past hotness. Nah, I don't know that I'd want to plow her. I don't think I, I don't want to go back to like fuck her. I just like want to go back and be like a crew member. Oh, that's uh, come on. Because it was like my my grandma's like hero. Oh, oh. so it's like I don't know. It's I feel like, like if a... I went back and had sex with her, it'd be like fucking my grandma, and that just seems weird. Oh yeah, that would be a little weird. I'd rather just hang out with her and like learn how to sword right. fight on a boat and drink. Like, yeah, get drunk as shit the yeah. Irish way. I think if I were to go back. 1970s, baby. Oh, really? Not going back very far. <laughs> Rocking some sideburn. I mean, honestly, now, well, well, now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, man, if I went back to the 70s, I would have some sideburns and wear sunglasses and sell cocaine. And I was like, wait, I could do that now you, if you I wanted to. You literally do that yeah. now. <laughs> well, guess I'm going to start selling coke, guys. I, I was expecting you were going to say like you'd go back and like basically become like uh, Matt McConaughey in Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah, just hang out and fuck uh, teenagers? Yeah. I, I could do that now, too. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, could, yeah double, double it up. Double, double, <laughs> steal cocaine and fuck fucking teenagers. Fucking high school girls and selling cocaine, all right. <laughs> um, cool. I'm glad I'm your friend. Or I could go back and, um, like, eighteen, like late 1800s and duel people. You could. Uh, we could ooh, go together. Yeah. I want to be a cowboy. Fuck it. Yeah, that dude. would be dope. I want to ride around on my goddamn horse. I'd probably die immediately. Wearing but a cowboy hat. I'd be down, dude. Go to saloons, drink whiskey. I would probably get so fucked up and like pass out in the mud. And yeah, people, people would steal my spurs and stuff. <laughs> You'd be one of those that like you yeah, just dude. found him in the town, like I'd passed the, out, I'd be the like, town drunk, the yeah. mud and horse shit oh, out man. front of the saloon. Yeah, there he goes again. There's Davis. I could still keep the name Davis. Yeah. Probably that would be a great cowboy name. It would be. And uh, yeah, I get thrown in jail for being the town drunk. All right, man, fuck it. And if I were to meet anyone historical, shit, fuck it. I want to come back with you <laughs> and just oh. just watch. Man, fuck that Irish queen. We're going to cowboy. We're going times. to cowboy times. We're taking going the worm, to Deadwood. We're taking the wormhole to Deadwood. I'm trying to open up a whorehouse. Fuck yeah, dude. I want to be a whore. All right, I could. Well, we could do that now. Yeah, I mean, we could we, do that. Be now. Male gigolos. If you had, a, if you were a gigolo, what would your gigolo name be? Last chance. The last chance, the Undertaker, the last ride, <laughs> the last ride, yeah, because that's what I'm giving you. I, and I would exclusively fuck like old women on their deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I would pitch my services. Hey, your, your granny getting ready to kick the bucket? Wouldn't she like to get deep dicked one last time? <laughs> one final present for Granny. Her last chance. <laughs> Her last chance. I'm gonna need eight pounds of lubricant. <laughs> Coming with like a super soaker of KY jelly, just like hosing her down. The EKG goes flat, and the nurses come rushing in. They slip on the jelly. <laughs> I'm trying to grab my clothes to run out. I'm just slipping and like knocking, over. squirting through your hands. I grab on like her IV. <laughs> Everywhere. He accidentally hit the controls of the bed and she shoots up and goes flying across the room. It's like an amazing weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> oh, man. oh, that's the movie I need. Oh. Deuce Bigelow uh. reboot. <laughs> that's the pitch. Dying women. Oh. oh, fuck. Oh, man. Oh, it feels oh. good to laugh. That was a good laugh. Oh, oh man! All right, everybody. I think we'll leave you on on that note. Leave <laughs> you leave you with a laugh for the weekend. That shit is copywritten yeah. by us. Yeah, you can't take it. We're gonna put pen to pad Ooh, and oh uh, shit. Who see you in theaters next summer? <laughs> we got a hit on our hands. Last chance. Story. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. It's been real. It's been timeline. I've been Davis. I've been Chance. Salute. Me familiar.